Having spent 14 years in the corporate jungle with IT behemoths like IBM, SAP, Wipro and JVM in Dubai and the last 4 years building two non-IT brands as a first generation entrepreneur. Brainbox is a podcast that is centered around leadership with guests from all the key functions. Be it sales, IT, delivery or even the very critical human resources function. We will discuss new trends, be it cryptocurrencies, cloud, human capital management, metaverse, all the way to work-life balance, emotional health, physical health, with guests from over 10 countries. I'm Kaushik Bose, and welcome to the Brain Box. Today, I have a very special guest with me. He's been my manager during my IBM days, and while I'll discuss more around that, he's currently the regional sales director for Accelerator. in the middle east and africa region today's guest is mr prashant tiwari welcome to the show prashant thank you koshik and it's great to be part of your famous show so thank you for inviting me thanks prashant so you're a true blue mumbaiker right so how were you as a young kid how was it growing up yes absolutely true blue uh, born brought up educated everything started my career there as well Uh, Mumbai is an amazing mix uh, as far as cultures go, as far as languages go, and even as far as careers go. Uh, it's an amazing place. It's it's full of energy. People are extremely resilient, and uh, we have the we are blessed with tenacity when you when you live there. I mean, we have some challenging logistical conditions there, but we always bounce back. Whether it's weather or any external issues. Uh, Mumbai girls really bounce back, so it was a fantastic experience growing up in Mumbai. Great. And how did you get to IT? I mean, was it something that you were interested in from the get-go, from your engineering days? No, no, no. Uh, so, so uh, I, I uh, absolutely no technical background. I'm not an engineer as well. So, uh, I, I did my BCom. Then I aspired to become. a chartered accountant for for a few months i thought i was really good in accounts and maths was always my favorite subject but as soon as i did a six months stint at a chartered accountancy firm i realized that uh, audit and financial accounting is not uh, something that came naturally to me i was not really great at it i did my mba in finance and i mean in marketing sorry and after i finished that i uh, got a job surprisingly at Uh, asset management company india's largest asset management company for business development and i did uh, that i got that from campus i did that for about nothing more than i think 3 or 4 months and i got some great guidance from uh, one of my colleagues there uh, and he really uh, egged me on to apply for a role in ibm and ibm at that point and uh, was hiring for a program called team blue Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea behind team blue was to hire people who had absolutely no technical background or limited technical background uh, and and hire people who could kind of articulate the business part of it well um, i mean i i i had never used a pc and i had just done a very limited course in mis during my mba days uh, never ever planned it showed up for the interview uh, got the job so wow. absolute pure luck and coincidence there was no planning involved in getting into it so this was somewhere close to 2000 right 
this is 1997 i think yeah 97 wow. fantastic so coming down to the leadership front which is what our podcast is primarily focused on so one of the reasons that i wanted you uh, on the show was that of course you've led teams in the past as i mentioned in the introduction also including me and although i've been always been a consistent performer but it so happens that i can remember you are the only manager who has got me awards and salary hikes without even asking for it so in fact i remember in one of the occasions uh, that you were so happy with the north performance because you were handling the entire country that both me and my colleague of course nagraj uh, we got a letter from ibm hr saying that we've got hikes out of turn <laughs> i still remember that actually made both our days and i personally believe that one of the biggest mistakes that managers make is to hold off giving the recognition to the high performers uh it's not necessarily the money or the hike that matters but it's more around that there is an appreciation that goes in and that's one of the reasons that I didn't move out of IBM as long as you were my manager so i've got to ask you this because you're the right person for this question what are the most important qualities that you feel are important as a leader uh so thanks for that koshik uh i think i think uh, empathy for me is on top i'm i'm not saying you uh divorce performance from the human aspect but i think empathy is really important mm-hmm. uh as a leader you got to make sure that the team that you're leading has the hunger to succeed because if you have people who are on the team uh either because they're in a parking role or if they don't have the hunger to learn and succeed then it's a lose lose for both sides so the first thing i really look for uh as a leader is that i should know my team well uh, i should have i sh- i am sh- behind them all the time making sure that you know they they covered and and they're effective so strategic relevance is something that is the first thing i look for that the uh leader should know what's going on with the business where the business is going in the next year or two are you making the right strategic choices so as a leader i need to have that mm-hmm. so that's more like short medium to long term in the short term of course and and even more so important post covid is execution uh, execution is is hard these days closing deals is much harder than before uh, for most businesses so you got to make sure that you do the whole sales cycle effectively remotely so that's that's another very very important aspect and third thing as a leader is of course uh, you should be able to inspire your team so if i'm going to uh you know make sure that my team member understands my solution well i need to get either certified or trained on what the brand is all about or what the services solution is all about i can't expect my field to be able to articulate something that i myself am not certified on so um always made it a point to lead with that to have uh the knowledge and the necessary certification to make sure that the team also understands the relevance of that so so these are few things that uh, from a leadership point of view uh, I, i really look for and i've always tried to do excellent points and what is the single most important trait that you look for while you're hiring the part of your team i think uh, i mean these are very personal things but what i really look for as i mentioned earlier hunger mm-hmm. i want to make sure that the uh, the person the individual who's coming on board he or she should really have the hunger to learn and succeed uh because everything else uh can be aligned i mean you know 
the discipline of sales, the whole knowledge that you gather about the solution, your execution effectiveness, it it comes uh, if you have the hunger. Uh, if you if you're there, as I said earlier, just to while away your time, or you're not you're, you're playing half interested, it never works out. So what I I try to do, I try to look first at the human side of the individual, to make sure where that person is in their uh, life's journey. Uh, much easier to uh, you know have aligned goals of, of the individual and the team if I understand the motivation that he or she is carrying. So for me, it's really important that uh, there must be a fire in the belly, some something that is motivating the individual to perform. So I try to look for that. And I believe once you find that, everything else comes in line. Absolutely. And because uh, I had incorporated some of these points, like, for example, the one that I mentioned that from you, for example, to give that recognition in your team early on. So especially when I started off my startup also. So I did get some of these high performers and I think it worked wonders. So talking about startups, of course, you are also one of the very few people in my IT circle who have actually now gone and delved into a startup world. Uh, so I know there are tons of challenges also that come up with it, but how has your experience been so far in the past six months and how would you compare it vis-a-vis -vis the experience with the big names that you've got like IBM, GBMs, IBS, etc.? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, of course, they're very different, but uh, I had some training uh, courtesy IBM. I mean, the division that we were in was a quasi-startup, if you remember. Mm -hmm. I think the Cognos acquisition had just yes. about happened a year or so back. That that business was was growing well. Then came in SPSS. Then we had open pages and algorithmic. So that whole unit actually was a startup. We were getting new products every six months, and uh, a lot of times we didn't have enough skill for it. But you know, you you treasure that experience because even one win for each one of those technologies is is gold. And I think that whole team that we had, we're all in touch even today. And we do catch up whenever I'm in Mumbai. So the whole bonding experience, uh, whatever sales we achieved, there were lots of small and big transactions. Uh, we, we had we had a lot of challenges. We had weak on partnerships and you know we had a lot of building to do, but it was a fantastic experience. You, you had uh, at that point in time, tremendous learning uh, both for the team as well as for for me as a as a leader on what to do when you have new acquisitions and how those are, are managed because the dynamics were absolutely different of course it was inside a large uh, multinational like ibm but uh, great learning uh, coming to gbm another fantastic experience i mean if you remember we introduced a lot of new solution areas at the time when i was around right uh, so i tried to bring the whole analytics and commerce experience into, into GBM and we had a fair few successes. So yeah, that, that always helps. Now, uh, coming to my current experience. So it's, uh, it's exciting because, uh, I'm in a space which is absolutely brand. It's a brand new category, data observability. Uh, I don't want to plug too much about the company, but it's in a, it's a space, which is brand new. Uh, we are acquiring new clients. There's great support from within the team, from engineering, and from within my line management. So it's it's a very good and a very unique experience. So this is uh, an absolute must, I think, for most people. 
uh, you must have the the energy and the thrill to set up a new business and Kaushik, you experienced it firsthand how enriching it can be yeah. uh, because one of the things that everyone looks for is you know how can you find growth and expansion um, you know finding the next big thing so i think uh, startups if uh, they execute well can provide you with that personal as well as professional enrichment and uh, yeah, and if you can make some good money along the way, why not? So all of these, I think, are, are pretty important. True, because one of the uh, concerns that are usually, you know, like one of the reasons people don't go, let's say, from a IBM kind of a large company where you have different functions everywhere to usually startups the way, of course, I mean, yours will be a well-funded one, but I'm saying like generally in startups, which has got probably a certain person running two different functions and so on. So one of the things we find is we don't really have that entire engine. So you don't have the marketing engine. You don't have the that big an engine. So how was that uh, aspect to the work out here? Yeah, well, uh, it's been a professionally satisfying experience. So without going into too much detail, I'd, I'd say it's a very satisfying experience. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. So and you you. As I have, I have also heard from people who have worked in other startups that there could be challenges, but I don't see any of those issues personally. Marketing, sales, uh, engineering is fantastic. The leadership's great. So yeah, that that experience has been really good. Great, because I think one of the biggest advantages you get in a startup is you have the freedom. Uh, there are no specific, you know, like you're not straight jacketed that you have to do this. You can plan to explore. So I think, yes, definitely. So yeah. how about, uh, in, like, so you've got a lot of expertise in the cloud as well. So where do you see IT and the cloud, especially going over the next, let's say, five to 10 years? Yeah, I think uh, just getting started in that space, uh, especially if I look at the Middle East, you can see the entry of the hyperscalers in this region. Uh, there are data centers coming up left, right, and center. There's a lot of investment either directly from the cloud vendors or in partnerships with telcos or data center providers. A uh, lot of uh, test and dev pilot MVP style deployments happening on the cloud, but uh, there are also the neo banks coming up. There are the, the e-commerce companies coming up who are all born on the cloud. So I think uh, give it maybe two, three years and you'll find that uh, a lot of workload will have shifted to the cloud. Uh, it's it's in high growth, uh, high double digit growth rates as far as workload is concerned. Uh, I do see on the flip side uh, issues around uh, uh, data security, issues around skills in this part of the world uh, being there. But I think eventually there'll be there'll be solutions. Uh, so yeah, so I think with the advent of cloud uh, data and, AI and cybersecurity also will get a big boost in this part of the world. So I think. Based on what I've seen so far in the Middle East, uh, it's important now as a professional to be skilled on cloud, certified on cloud, and have be part of an organization that looks at uh, cloud extremely seriously. So, yeah. Perfect. And for example, like, uh, of course, like you've been in the BI and data warehousing space now for a very long time. But can you just, do you want to just give a little overview as to what exactly is the offering that uh, people can look forward to with Accelerator? Because we have quite a few BI professionals and CIOs, et cetera, also in the audience. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so Excel data is in the multi-dimensional data observability space. Uh, demystifying that essentially, 
uh, we look at data and analytics platforms and help clients manage that using our software. So we have solutions that uh, span and help you manage your Hadoop ecosystem, whether it's a branded or an open source based Hadoop ecosystem. We do that extremely well since uh, most of our founders come from that legacy. Uh, we have a solution called Pulse that does that for you. We have uh, an outstanding uh, data governance, data reliability solution called Torch that, that looks at the whole uh, data governance ecosystem. So cataloging, lineage, uh, looking at the governance of data, uh, schema and data drift, all of these aspects of data are get managed within uh, the data ecosystem. And we also do data pipeline management uh, through a solution called Flow. Uh, the unique aspect of our solution is we are now uh, going into the realm of the modern data stack. So whether it's a, a, a cloud or an on-premise deployment, or whether it's data at rest or in motion, uh, we span and manage the whole uh, data and AI ecosystem. Now, uh, what, what we also uh, keep stressing on is modern data ecosystem. So we're not so much uh, hung up and fussed up about what's happened in the past five to 10 years in terms of deployment. But since most clients are now moving towards the hyperscalers and uh, you know uh, those kind of solutions or the snowflakes and data breaks are open source. So we've embraced that in a big way. And we are looking at uh, using our software to maintain and manage that on behalf of clients because each client has a management interface for their respective products, but the whole data observability platform that we provide looks across the whole data and AI stack. So it's a new category uh, and, and this is an exciting space and we're seeing a lot of interest from clients and partners as well. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about the company. Fascinating. And you'd have won tons of deals during your career. So which would be that one special deal that you really would cherish and why? Yeah, there's, there's one deal that's uh, really dear to my heart and I have to thank uh, uh, my employer at that time. I obviously can't take the name because it's highly confidential, but uh, there's a deal that we did with the uh, regulator for banking for one of the countries, which involved providing a whole infrastructure for payments, uh, setting up of fund transfers and those kind of solutions uh, with our infrastructure. So we had a high-end uh, uh, in server infrastructure that we provided, plus set up uh, three data centers which ran the whole country's uh, clearing and settlement payment system. So multi-year project executed and managed and maintained completely by the organization I was working for. Uh, a project of national importance and very well executed on time in budget and uh, the client was extremely happy. And I think I'm still in touch with the client. In fact, I spoke to the client last week. So very, very happy and proud about that. And I must thank my employer for giving me the opportunity to have that project. So yeah, that one is something I'm really, really proud about. It's the largest deal of my career ever by far. So wow. yeah. Great. And you've got a lot of uh, work experience ac uh, across both India and the Middle East because you spent considerable amount of time in Dubai and Middle East. So what are the key differences that you find both in terms on the personal front as well as on the work front? This is a very hard question to answer question. Very hard. So, uh, yeah, I'll try to be as objective as possible because, you know, uh, both places have their charm. I mean, uh, Dubai has a fabulous personal life. 
a very high level of safety and security and tremendous convenience, logistically brilliant, as you've experienced yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the great benefit of uh, zero personal tax, so that of course is a big draw. Uh, on the personal side, Mumbai, of course, majority of your uh, friend circle, your family, your social circle lives there, so it's a fantastic feeling. It always feels like home when I go back, so yeah, it's hard, hard one to call. Uh, Mumbai does have, especially the area I live in, does have a lot of logistical challenges in terms of travel time, etc. But yeah, I mean, you're born and brought up there, so you it's it's a bit biased, uh, you know, that kind of question. And so yeah, I think both places have their own charm, and I, I, I of course, uh, because I'm born and brought up in Mumbai, I love the place. But yeah, Dubai has been very, very nice. We owe a lot to Dubai, so that's a great place too. Five star, yeah. Perfect. And what about on the work front, work-life balance and so on? Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's uh, there's a big difference in the two. So, look, I haven't worked in in India for the last nine odd years, so I, I don't know what the current state is. But uh, in Dubai, definitely, uh, you rarely get calls on the weekend. Uh, hours are more uh, delimited. I think one of the reasons is because people come here with their families, and typically, uh, everyone in the organization has. Uh, chores to do over the weekend. So I think uh, that that does occupy a lot of people's time. Uh, you're out of your country and, and your comfort zone. So you, you kind of uh, give yourself and your team a lot of space. So that, that does exist here. Uh, professionally also, post-COVID, things have changed a lot. You need, you need uh, a specific set of skills now to be employable, both in terms of uh, your certifications, your experiences, and they have become really important. Uh, of course, uh, you need to have a good professional network that is really crucial uh, today because you're not meeting as many people as you used to. Uh, my experience, and I can only comment what I had till the end of 2012, uh, fast-paced, high growth. Uh, the, of course, stress is there because of uh, the challenge of logistics, which is there, especially in Mumbai, we we, we have we don't have great roads there, so travel was always a challenge. Uh, yeah, but it was a bit uh, very energetic pace, and and I loved it at that time. So it was really fantastic experience. So I, I think it's uh, very different. Both sets of experiences are very very different, but both are enriching and rewarding, and and each one of them uh, has been fabulous. I have nothing. Uh, adverse to say about either one of them. They come with their own challenges, but they've been terrific. Absolutely great. Thank you so much, Prashant, for having taken out the time today. And I absolutely love the honest uh, inputs that you had on everything. So really appreciate it. Wishing you the very best for your future. And I'm sure you'll keep rocking as always. Thank you, Koshik. And really, thanks a lot for inviting me to your program. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Thanks. Feedback is a gift, and ideas are the currency of our next success. If you have either, you can reach out to me on linkedin.com slash in slash koshik hyphen bose or email me on kbose at payrollcloudcorp.com. We are currently ranked amongst the top four Oracle HCM payroll implementation partners in the UK. 
and I'm tasked to expand our footprint globally while leading the sales and marketing functions. Hope you enjoyed the show.